0: to the quarter to three movie podcast of Dracula Untold. My name is Christian Morosky, And I'm joined here as I am joined here every year by Kelly Wand. Oh. Kelly Wand, do you have a tagline for the Dracula Untold movie that we watched this week?
1: More like Vlad the in failure <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <sighs> I'm glad you got that uh, at yeah. it doesn't make much sense to me
0: uh, It makes a lot of sense to me And when I when I tell everybody what we saw this week uh, You'll see why I'm giggling Because I'm very happy that you said that Thank you very much
1: It's weird because when we see uh, Bad movies People will complain And they go, why don't you see something good And then if we see a good movie I think they complain about that, too, but I forget why now.
0: <laughs> well, I know that there's one person on this podcast of the uh, usual three of us who always complains about seeing a comedy.
1: Well, no. What? Well, I don't mind seeing it. I just mind talking about it because it's so subjective, like what's funny to d- different people. Well,
0: so what dramatics – isn't something that's
1: dramatic uh, subjective? No. No? no, it's always objective. I can ruin <laughs> – <laughs> Something either works or it doesn't. There's way fewer arguments usually. It's that's why that's my theory on why the Oscars always go to drama things. Is because people are too passionate about comedies. Well, as oh dramas, wow! You know, oh,
0: that's a weird thing to say. All right. See,
1: I've cracked the code. Because it always seemed like the kind of thing you would think the Academy would want to reward with Oscars. Because it's like, oh, see, we like funny movies. Like they want to prove they're cool. Like, see, yeah, *Bridesmaids* Best Picture. What the fuck? Who cares? And then. But that's why, is, like, they'll be the one person who's like, yeah, shitting in a wedding dress isn't cool. That happened to my niece. That's what I thought you were going to say, Dingus. I'm sorry. I took the words out of your mouth.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you did. You took them out of somewhere, but not out of my mouth. Dracula. So, uh, Dracula Told that we watched this week, uh... But instead of that, do you have a uh, do you have a crazy IMDb movie synopsis? And if you do, does it come from you? Does it come from a listener? Does it come from some outside source? This one came from me because no one even
1: bothered to pester me with any of this week.
0: You know how you could get people to bother to pester you with these things. I don't want them to, but why? How? Uh, if you had I- Twitter. Because yeah. people are constantly, w- when they're tweeting, you know, I, uh, I tweet uh, things about our movie podcast. Quarter Three has a tw- has a Twitter account. You know, mine is Dingus underscore uh, X. Quarter Three is at Quarter to Three. And uh, when people want to talk to you, they say, uh, you know, they sort of grudgingly mention me because I have a Twitter account. And then they say, and Kelly Wand. And you can just hear them yearning to be able to at you, to be able to connect to you. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to I'm not trying to make you get a Twitter again. I'm just saying that that's how you could it's be a slippery involved. slow social media
1: you know it's
0: really not that slow.
1: And it also it's, it's like, like that- you it's like you're blowing your load on the on the social media like if you have a good idea and you put it on Twitter, then you don't say it on the podcast, so you're kind of screwing the podcast listener. you know like, how I avoid that Oh, I don't ever say it <laughs> then that's that's another thing about Twitter, right there's too much of it, so like. If there's no filtering system, then how do you know you you'll have a lot of bad ideas? Well,
0: yeah. well no, you you don't. Actually, I, I tweet like once a week. I tweet uh, uh, like one uh, one movie quote a week in, in in promotion of the podcast, and that's about it. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, there are people who are in my feed who are like all day long, like throwing up, and I ignore everything they say because it's not interesting. Uh, you know, you're right. You're right about that. But the way to avoid that is not to put a bunch of shit up. But the other side of it would be people would be able to contact you, and maybe that's what you don't want.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I read the. I'm not that hard to get a hold of, am I? I know I don't have a phone, <laughs> but I'm working <laughs> on that's the best thing you've ever said. I'm not that hard to get a hold of, him. I, I don't have a phone. Well, come on, Tom doesn't answer his phone. Yes, I'm, he does. He's a man of the world. No, he doesn't. He's never he's, he's never picked up a phone when I've called him. And oh. I always thought that was cool. I always people who don't answer their phones to me are the cool kids. Like I can't. They're on my side. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, everybody in my family is is uh, in disagreement with you right now because I never answer my phone, and they are all angry at me. So there you yeah,
1: go. they're angry at me too. Like pissed like from like everyone's mad at me. Like I can get you can get away with not having Facebook or Twitter, but a phone it's I'm the I feel like Dracula, except there's no superpower. It's just like everyone wants to burn me alive. Well there
0: was there was a time when Tom and I were both going to see a movie at the arc light. And um, oh yeah, and yeah. And, I, and I got there uh, a little bit late. It was Hercules. this is the guest. Oh yeah. wait, no, no, this is Hercules. Um, and we were both showing up at the arc Light in Pasadena. And I got there and I said, you know, I, I, I you know, we, I've got tickets for us, but but uh, the the guy I'm going with is already in there. And they're like, well, why don't you just text him and tell him you're out here and he can come out and bring your tickets? And I said he doesn't have a phone. And the usher just looked at me like <laughs> I said he doesn't breathe oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was just like. You're clearly trying to scam me And get into this movie I'm like, he doesn't have a phone What am I going to tell you? <laughs>
1: See, that's how they felt in in 1810 When someone didn't have a horse And they would go <laughs> What? Oh my god Heathen And then they'd stone him
0: all right. Well, speaking of horses and uh, transportation, yeah, what's, this, stones what's, stones this, what's this week's uh, IMDb synopsis that you've that you've prepared for us? Cuz you know, for weeks we've done this uh, this awesome feature that that has got, gained a exclusive and hilarious popularity of you reading one of the awesome IMDb synopses. And what do you uh, so go ahead. You, you worries, go ahead and do it. I'll try to get
1: the, it. Okay. You okay. That's Cavest. Kind of well, all right. I don't think I picked these on the grounds of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stump people. I kind of picked right, well,
0: them I, I don't have to content. get it.
1: No, no, I know. But also, I was going to say, the thing that troubles me sometimes is, like, does it sound like I'm shilling for IMDb because I'm reading these? Does it feel no. like it's product placement? Because I just think these are stupidly written, and it's, like, kind of proof positive what I'm talking about Twitter. like,
0: Oh, no, it, it comes out of this, this awesome one that we read for, oh, man, what was, it was No, no, it was, uh, it was uh, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, but the punch drunk love one—that his- one made us go wait. We got to do this every
1: week, <laughs> <laughs> and <that's- laughs> one someone sent it in though too. I thought it was a listener sent it in. And yeah, said, well, uh, and then it wound up being the best thing ever.
0: So yeah, the, the, the listener sent it in Just- as, as as instead of doing like a the like goofy like quote that I would do for three by threes, the listener did a three by three, and they they included the IMDbopsis, and. Um, and the punch drunk love one knocked us on our asses, and so a little while later, you know, every now and then we'd read one, and then it became a regular feature. Angry so yeah, for- we're we're not promoting IMDb. It's
1: just- yeah. I think it's stupid. If anything, I think IMDb is dumb. But I do keep track of my star metering. But there's only like one credit on my IMDb profile because I don't do my own profile. Does Tom? Did he do his thing? He doesn't have one. Never mind.
0: Yes, he does. He he, it, does? But he doesn't have it. I mean, mostly fans write them and whatnot. Right. So if you, you
1: know, if you write your own, you, it's kind of like it's not really real. You know what I mean,
0: anyway. Yeah, but it's fun to read ones that you that are. Right, right. Written. This is the
1: best, This is the one thing that I about IMDb that I like is these is these player writ er, player.
0: Player. What? But
1: see, they're playing the game of IMDb. We're all part of it. We're all cogs, dingus, in the system. This week's IMDb. Profeon, a tyrant Attempts to overthrow A peaceful kingdom ruled by a tough Empress That's the entire opsis
0: I don't have any idea What you're talking about
1: Really? Profeon? I'll, I'll bet many listeners do sadly Profeon? Yeah, you wouldn't know No, The word profeon's not in your forebrain
0: I'm afraid it is not
1: What about the word tyrant? Is that word in your forebrain?
0: Uh, I don't even know what that means. Well, then
1: it gets really generic, because attempts to throw a peaceful kingdom ruled by a tough empress isn't really descriptive of anything. But it's uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the movie. I was
0: going to say Dungeons & Dragons. I was not allowed to of that as a child. Why? Because it was satanic? Because of because of God, yeah. Because literally, I mean, uh, I yeah. I've been, I was in a religion that, that was such that uh, no, they I would go to retreats and they would hold up album covers and say, why you can't listen to rock and roll? I mean, they would literally point out all the satanic imagery and, uh, and Dungeons and & Dragons was forbidden because it was a gateway to the devil. Well, did they know that clerics were like the toughest
1: class in the game? Like the, the priests were... I kind of heard of those guys before Dungeons and Dragons, so in a way it was kind of like left behind.
0: Well, I'm afraid in fundamentalist Christianity, there's not many clerics.
1: Well, I'm trying. I think if you once you hear a on a tyrant, attempts to overthrow a peaceful kingdom ruled by a tough empress, like everyone can relate to that Christians and uh, non Christians? Is that a group?
0: <laughs> it is. It's a-, it's a fairly growing group, I'm afraid. Yeah. All right, so this week's uh, IMDb... Dungeons is- and Dragons.
1: Dungeons and Dragons, really. See? We're a movie podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, we are.
1: And, and speaking speaking of- online about, a-
0: <laughs> speaking of movies, this week... Oh, yeah. We saw Dracula Untold. Best title ever.
1: <laughs> you already know it's going to be good, would you like? Oh, okay, so it's Untold, the movie. Got it.
0: Or, or should have been. Uh, this week we saw Dracula Untold, an American dark fantasy action movie uh. about a sensitive impaler. Uh. It was directed by Gary Shore uh. and written by Matt Sazama and uh. Burke Sharpless, based on characters by Bram Stoker, who apparently didn't even know about Vlad until he was neck deep in his own Dracula novel. Get it? Neck deep? See? That can't be true. It is. According to uh, what I've read, Bram Stoker didn't even know about Vlad the Impaler until he was well into writing his novel.
1: Oh, but before he finished, he knew, so he could have just gone
0: back and rewritten. Yeah, yeah, he 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 wrote around it, but as he was writing it, he had no idea about Vlad the Impaler. So There's only one line in the book, though. It's like von Helsing
1: says something like, "Oh yeah, Vlad the Impaler uh, did that." Just like what's his face? I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I like that.
0: I like that paraphrase, and it makes me think of something. I'm just very-
1: Google. Oh yeah, von Helsing. Uh, it's probably <laughs> friend on IMDb.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, Dracula Untold stars Luke Evans, Sarah Gadon.
1: Which one? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, she's the girl. Yeah, it's good. I like both her
0: haircuts. And Charles Dance. <laughs> Dracula Untold is... is is rated PG thirteen uh, <laughs> for intense sequences that. of warfare, vampire attacks. I saw that. Disturbing images. And some
1: sensuality. I thought you made these up and you would be trolling me for months. And I I saw the words vampire attacks on like a write-up of the rating. Oh, you like, did? Oh, yeah. I, I, I went, was so
0: pleased. I think this is
1: really, yeah, you're just re- transcribing it.
0: Oh, I never make them up. I have never once made read them, them up. Also, you read them so weird. They,
1: it just seems like you're making it up as you say it.
0: I'm sorry. There's no way not to read them weird. The only thing yeah. I've ever done is once or twice I've... Switched the order around because it's funnier to have some things end up at the end because of the way you react. But yeah, the fact that um, Dracula and Told is rated PG. You were trolling me. Oh yeah, of course. Uh-oh. But I didn't. I didn't make anything up. It was just order. it works. I only changed the order. So the the fact that Dracula and Told and the MPAA has rated it PG thirteen because of vampire attacks right. is. Awesome to me. Yeah, I love that, I know. especially I know. considering the nature of the vampire text in this movie. Well, yeah, off screen. Uh, so anyway, so we've got the PG-13. Uh, let me just run. Uh, do a quick rundown on the numbers. The quarter to three research squad. Uh, the, oh, I'm sorry, the research, research department, to put it more appropriately, has handed me the numbers just now. And so Dracula Untold on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a percentage of reviews that are positive, is at 25%. Ugh. That's, the, that's the percentage of reviews that are positive. Now a Metacritic, uh, which is average rankings from reviews out of 100, it is at 40 out of 100 on Metacritic.
1: Wait, the critics liked it more than the proletariat's.
0: Well, it's just weird percentages, you know. R- Rotten Tomatoes is a percentage. I still of don't. Yeah, it's weird. They it's better when meet. it's sixty nine and ninety six. I understand. These guys should just do a merger so there's just one fucking number. No, they should not. We don't need more uh, mega corporations. Stop stuff. Monopoly on math We do not want a monopoly. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, Dracula Untold is ranked number two this week um it uh, it had a domestic total of 23 million uh, it had a budget of about 70 million um and it comes in after gone girl which was Ooh. number 1 and uh before alexander and the terrible horrible no good very bad day which was number 3 this week so uh drake told ranked number 2 after gone girl did you see gone girl yet uh no i still have not sadly mm. Uh, I'm I'm I feel ashamed that I haven't since you saw it. Yeah. Last week, and you are you were up on me. You're a you're a movie. On a up Ben on Affleck me. movie. Hey, yeah, I you it, should it never happens. That is I so know. freaky. Yeah, it was weird. It, it
1: was a, it I would have bet heavily against that happening.
0: Oh yeah, I would too.
1: Don't assume that this is a new me. It was just weird, isolated.
0: Oh, so, well see what happens at the end of this podcast. Whether this is a new you or you. But anyway. What? <laughs> Tom! He can't He's help. talking. I know. Tom can't help you now. So, Kelly, uh, we just saw a movie called Dracula Untold. I'm not even going to attempt to guess what you'd call something where you tell us all the plot. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to spoil this movie. Kelly Wan is going to spoil it for you. So, if you are burning to see Dracula Untold, go off and see it. Because Kelly Wan is about to tell you all the secret things of it I I have no idea what you would call this, Kelly There's not many options, is there? Uh, I'm sure there is I think there's a lot They're all bad, that's what I meant Well (laughs) You only have what you have to work with
1: That's true The title should always suit the movie So the fact that they're all bad does suit It's the Dracula and Tulpsis
0: Yeah, good, excellent If they're not going to try, I'm not going to try yeah, I mean, the only thing I would have come up with is the Draclopsis, which sounds like some sort of a, a malady. Dracula. Wait, say it again. Draclopsis? Yeah, the Draclopsis. But Dracula Untolsis. Oh, Much
1: better. Yeah. You So you just cut. <laughs> oh, wait, I like yours. Yours is impossible to guess because you'll just scramble the letters, Sarah Palin hey. style. All right. Oh! Ouch. What? No, she just has weird. She just, like, ping
0: pong shit around. Kelly Wan, do you know who I am?
1: What was the fight
0: over, Uh, Todd? I heard Bristol
1: fucking punched a dude. And that's what started it. That was the
0: instigation. Nothing was said. It started with a punch in the face. I would much much rather rather hear your opposite opposite of that fight. How dare
1: you get punched in the face by my daughter, and then... Do you know who my mother is? That comes later, in jail. <laughs> anyway, getting back to this, to more current events, such as movies about Dracula. Dracula and Tulpsis. Dear Diary, since I'm not famous at all, my life and reign are probably going to be undistinguished, but I'm the 12-year-old prince of Transylvania. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. But my father's name shall never be forgotten, a name synonymous with dread and horror. Tepe's. That's for Tom. He was infamous for impaling people and drinking blood, although since this is PG-13, don't get your hopes up. Also, I wasn't present at most... us see. But here they are anyways. Baron Dracula, we found this Turkish helmet in the middle of
2: the stream. As you instructed, we didn't touch it, although I, I saw the water just
1: now within seconds of our arrival, so in hindsight, your forensic request seems arbitrary... Dracula stares at the helmet for a minute, sprays luminol in it, studies it with a magnifying glass, then points at nothing. To the cave at the top of that distant mountain. Actually, just me and you two. I better figure out his accent quick, huh? (laughs) Uh, The rest of you stay here and uh, do nothing. This was your big scene. They climb up to the cave. My lord, I have nothing to... Uh! (laughs) A bunch of bats (laughs) fly
2: out. Bats. "'Jump-scaring people by day? Something must have disturbed them. "'Doubtless a Turkish soldier not wearing a wet helmet. "'Come,
1: into the dark, sword's drawn.' "'Hey, Turks, uh, you guys in here?' They go into the cave and all die except for Dracula, "'cause his elbow's in a shaft of sunlight. "'And Tywin Lannister, the resident vampire, can only ignore sunlight 600 years later. "'When he gets back to Castle Tepe's, Dracula's all, "'Hey, Brother Franciscus, some CG in a cave killed Caldrogo Jr. and Gary." Should we blow it up?
2: Uh, according to these parchments made from the foreskin of Pliny the Elder, a Roman mystic whose name is not relevant sold his soul to the devil so he could w- wade in a cave. But the devil tricked him by giving him and his clothes the power to turn into
1: bats. Uh, if you can't leave the cave, how'd the helmet get in the river?
2: Uh, these parchments say not, my lord, save the single annotation by Roger Bacon here in
1: the corner of the Voynich Manuscript. Who cares? That night in a room with a blonde in it. So what killed those two extras today? Vampires? No. Ugh, you suck at lying. That's so hot and little skinny men. Ah, oh, Mildred. It was just my imagination that slew them. Come, I am wearing a ring. The next day.
2: Give us 1,000 teenagers to kill you with, slightly whiter
0: man! What just, wait, what just happened? That's a Turkish guy. Okay. You don't remember that guy?
1: He's from Turkey, that's why he had that weird accent Okay. Right.
2: As punishment for throwing our soldier's helmet in river
0: Okay
1: Dory dies really quickly Good times Uh yeah, could you maybe tell your uh, blonde sidekick there with the mohawk To stop licking my landowners please That's extra
2: That is how we say hello You have insulted my culture, white man At least Midnight Express made our airport security look competent For this outrage, we shall now storm out Sneering triumphantly.
1: <laughs> Dracula's people are all, Great asshole, now what? Dracula goes to a tent with a devil's devil in it. He's all, Ah, oh, Captain America's father. It's been a while since we were brothers in the Pharaoh's court. Devil's devil says something in response. Dracula's all, Yeah, listen, uh, about those thousand dudes... Uh, okay, A, I don't know if you saw the dinner scene a couple minutes ago, but my whole city's only got like 18 people in it. And most of them are middle-aged women with dirt smudged on their faces. So I came in person to beg. Devil's Devil says this makes him want to babysit Dracula's kid. Dracula rolls his eyes, climbs back to the cave, kicks Tywin Lannister awake, and goes, Hey, I really liked how you killed my friends. I figured since you scared a daylight through threw a helmet in the river, you could make me immortal and help me kill a million soldiers. Or better yet, just do
2: it for me? Ah, oh, my vampire senses suddenly know who you are. How many people have you killed? Uh... Hundreds? Liar! Lie again and I will be upset. With you. Okay, thousands. Ah, the exact answer I'm satisfied with. Really? Because I was lying again, it was actually tens of thousands. Although hundreds is still accurate. Like, lots of hundreds. Silence! You have passed my math test. Here, drink my blood. We'll figure out the actual rules in terms of agreement. Uh, never. Now you will have the strength of a
1: hundred men for three days. Oh, okay. Well... (laughs) Not to bring math back into it, but there's like a few million Turks. Wait, are you saying I have the strength of 33 and a third men per day? Or, wow, this blood's really tripping me out. I feel stronger already. I've not offered you the blood yet. I'm not sure what you are drinking. Later, Dracula wakes up in the river with the Turkish helmet on his face. He's all, fuck! Then he accidentally cracks a boulder in half with his hand, which makes a speck of CG on his palm do nothing. Dracula's all Ha-ha. That's useful. Huh self. Wait till the Turkish army sees this helmet now. He also sees distant galaxies for a couple seconds, but doesn't say that it's useful. He goes out and takes out a million Turks and their cannons with a spear. Off screen You're welcome, audience. Then he comes back to the castle with a little dirt on his cheek. His buddies all, "Oh hey, uh, it took us ten minutes to get the door of the castle
2: open. We're ready though. What's up with you, Dracula's all? Don't worry, I killed them all. Uh, you gonna ask me how? No. The people confer and shake their heads, except for the priest, who's all, mm, "Single-handed, eh? Care to
1: try some of my mom's garlic cookies?" Dracula's all, "Ha." Brother Franciscus, you and your stoutness. By the way, when I said I killed the whole army, what I meant was that there are a bunch more coming. Come, let us get ambushed by them in the woods. He spends the next three days cowering in a tent while his wife's all... You did what in a cave? We've all been there. I lean over to the cloud of bats sitting next to me and stage whisper, I guess his bedroom in the castle gets more sunlight than a tent, huh? That night, Dracula forgets to kill the Turks and shows up too late to save his best friend's brother. Schneider, you fought bravely, I'm assuming.
2: Just got oh. here. Uh, did we Did we score, Coach? Uh, did we get him? Aye, Sergeant. Now, oh, fuck this guy again.
1: Master, look, I brought you these flies! God. No, he's white. Yeah, thanks, man. Just leave him on the rock. Awesome. Bye. Schneider? Schneider Schneider's eyes glaze over a little. Sleep in peace, my friend. You shall be avenged
2: using bats. Look, guess I could have made you a vampire. Oh well. Live and learn.
1: Oh, huh? I'm not dead. I was just looking at that tree. Wait, how bad's my wound look? Later back at Castle Vampire. Hey Pop, what's behind that golden door there that you always say whatever you do, don't open <laughs> <laughs> I just farted. Huh. You'll make a fine king someday, Jaden. What's behind that beautifully made oh. door? I know. Too soon. Something behind... God damn it.
2: Something I hate. and never want to think about, obviously. And something I hope I never have to use ever again. Plastic armor takes me to a place I don't like to go.
1: Unlike being a vampire. He goes into the castle's church and goes, Hey, Brother Franciscan, Uh, do we got any spies? Hey, what are you doing by the door with that Molotov? The monk's all, Someday you'll thank me! And locks Dracula inside and sets fire to the place. All the townspeople cheer. Dracula comes out. Even his clothes are slightly singed and annoyed. He's all, What the fuck? His wife's all, Vlad, this isn't who you are! Someone who yells at people! (laughs) Random woman, I don't want my son to see this quite as well. Take him up there into the balcony to cry in slow motion. Dracula's all. Do you fuck fuckwads not remember my name? Vladislavich Novichorich Tepes.
2: Also known as Dracula. Son of Drabula. Son of... Meanwhile, in a Turkish army... Ah, perfect. Men who are blindfolded are never afraid. Imagine how effectively they will fight now. My naturalists concur the undead hate blindfolds. Plus bats are technically blind, so this will make it a fair fight general dracula we face a turkish army of three million although they're blindfolded for some reason so that'll help a little plus we didn't give them the thousand boy soldiers they asked for so that is also
1: cool don't worry i forgot to get my dead wife out of here (laughs) wait a minute what's he saying sorry i got lost in my performance This is Dracula, by the way. Don't worry, I forgot to get my wife out of here, so she just fell to her death, but survived and gave me permission to drink the blood from her throat. So now I can call lightning storms. Ready?
2: My lord, there should have been ample blood splattered around from the fall, plus all these other dead and dying for you to choose from. I mean, yes, battalion. Form up to watch, die, or become vampires. Later in the tent. Captain America's father. We meet at last, again. Ah, I heard you are a vampire, so I brought a shitload of
1: dimes into my tent here. Probably would have been better tactically to tell my men this. But now we shall kickbox to the death. I turn to the cave sitting beside me and whisper... Silver? I think this movie werewolves and vampires mixed up. Dracula calls devil. For no reason the sun's there and if people are now vampires. For some reason, one of them goes, Lord Dracula, there are no
2: living humans now for
1: miles around, except your son. The monk stumbles on the screen with a cross. Dracula's all, Wait, you guys just said no one left but my son. A uh, Hans Holbein woodcut's all. Vampires declared saviors of Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's voice is all, Meanwhile, in the future... Why, you look just like the last woman I had sex with six hundred years ago, but with the same haircut. Care to drop whatever you're doing? Hello, guv'nor, proper gentleman, you be blimey, my name's Mina, Mina Harker. Dracula winks at us. Tywin parachutes down goes, and that's how it all really was, or is it? As the credits rolled, I, Kelly Wand, reflected thoughtfully on my experiences sitting in the dark for the last hour and a half watching Dracula Untold and how I would soon be describing such complex feelings to the entire internet. Would it even be possible for me to distill them in a way their minds could even begin to understand? Suddenly, I just began to yawn and scratch my... What the... Tom just came into my apartment again, dingus. What? That's right, Kelly Wand. I just swung by to check in and listen to the Opsis. But unfortunately, I just got here. Now I'm on my way out. Thanks, Tom. This is professional toy explainer and circumfer critic Tom Chicksay, and see you all in line at the software department. As well as Mulligan's Family Fun set in Southgate, where this Sunday I'll be on roller skates, signing game screens. (laughs) While kids and their parents look on in astonishment. It's all happening right across the street from Big Lots and ending in November. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got me some old cartridges to recycle. Bye, Tom. The end. Yeah, he's walking downstairs right now.
0: Oh, uh, he's uh, he's heading down. Right. Fantastic. So that's the uh, it's Dracula. <laughs> well, fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, uh, when Tom asked whether or not he should go see this movie, Ugh. I basically said, let me just say this. I am looking forward to Kelly Wan's options. In vain? No, just uh. – uh, there, a, that's a certain code um, that you say where uh, I sat through this thing, and I can't wait to hear what Kelly Wan has to say about it, basically. Um... All right, so where do you stand?
1: I was kind of bummed, because the real Vlad story is really interesting, and he like nailed the Turkish emissaries' turbans to their heads when they came to collect the tribute for not inclining their hats, and like his brother defected to the Turks, so he was fighting him because that guy had converted to Islam. So they were like, that guy was leading the Turks, and then he gets betrayed, and he was in prison. It's all this really interesting shit, instead of, you know, I don't know, this...
0: What do you think about all this? I mean, I, you know, I don't know that stuff. I mean, I know some of this, uh, the lore here, but I'm more, I was more sort of focused on because of what's going on with Turkey and in world affairs right now. Is it was just so weird for me to see the Turks as the bad guys and just they're the always hitting. the bad
1: guys. That seems like in movies.
0: I I don't know that I see that necessarily. Um I I mean, I mean I thought about, you know I don't know that much about uh Turkish history. I mean I uh you know, Either. other than to reference Gallipoli. Um but that has more to do with uh the whole other you yeah. know, state of affairs. Right. Um but it was just so weird for me to constantly hear uh the Turks brought up as this villain. Um and I didn't despair. Well and they
1: were stereotypical villains too. Like they weren't like we didn't really get their point of view like that that guy could have just been anybody but Vlad fought the Turks so it kind of makes sense I guess when you
0: say that guy
1: but I'm assuming
0: do you mean do you mean the, their their leader Yes. Dominic, the Dominic Cooper character yeah who recently played one of the horrible characters in um, that oh good Lord what's that Saddam Hussein thing that we saw doubles double Oh, like the Devil's it. Devil,
1: yeah. I think I, I like chunks of it. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> so <laughs> is this, I guess? Like, I thought... The one thing I was going to look forward to is like, oh, he's going to turn into a vampire and kill all the Turks. And then it's fucking PG-13 bullshit. So then it's like... It's a movie about Vlad the Impaler and Dracula fighting
0: Turkish armies, but you can't see any impaling. No, or, you can't see a thing. I mean, and, and this is one of the questions I want... I, you know, I... I very fine of talking about film ratings with you because pg-13 and the r rating is a huge sticking point with you yeah so, and that. this movie is one reason why because it's, be it's not only but the, the thing that i would have to put forth is that it's not it's not pg-13's fault this time it's the director who can't even be bothered to direct a proper fight whether he's doing i mean this this thing barely falls on PG thirteen. I mean, it's PG. Yeah, I, I mean, it's there's there's it's so soft on PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and, and for what and, it's but about. You can't is there is there a moment in this? Uh, is there a moment of fighting in this that works? Is there a single thing in this in this movie fighting wise that works? Because I I I uh, I you know I hated this thing. I thought it was just horrible it's not even worth watching to laugh at although my audience which was packed at 11 p.m. on a friday night uh, my Ew. audience laughed at a few few moments um, but That's other right. than that it's just joyless it's there's nothing to recommend it and i just don't understand what the hell i mean it's this fun. guy it, it, it's not fun at all is there is there a fighting moment that you liked in this at all uh
1: no, because I didn't like the final fight. I thought it was dumb that all of a sudden Mehmet knows he's fighting a vampire, but still throws the... gun <laughs> doesn't make any sense. That's the thing, is they keep changing the rules. Like, he... Even when he's fighting with the spear, most of which you don't really get to see, like, that's not how vampires fight. They don't use fucking spears and shit. They don't need to. Can he just slice no. him up? Yeah. He can turn into mist and bats and move faster than they can see, but instead he's kickboxing and shit. Right, We just can't see anything
0: You can't see a thing From the very, very first fight Where he like tells his son to run And that kid is always being told, run away Hey, yes. yeah, go run over there um, That very first fight Where he slices and dices All of the Turkish uh, scouts Or whatever they are um, You can't see a thing You cannot see a single thing that happens In a single fight in this movie He can't catch her When she falls off the, the cliff either
1: so he's slower than that, but he can never Jeez. mind. They keep changing the rules. It's like nothing works. Nothing well, is consistent.
0: Well, what I was wondering when I was watching this is that there's a couple of movies that have come out recently where uh, the person who gets to direct them. I have no idea why he he got to direct them or why this pair of people. You know, the first time, one of the first times I remember this year thinking about that is Captain America: Winter Soldier. When these two dudes directed that movie, I have no idea where they came from, and I really liked Captain. A Winter Soldier. Uh, I know you two, you and Tom, didn't like it. No, I liked uh, it. Tom hated it. Oh, you it. and I liked it. Oh, uh, yeah, Tom well, I, hated it. Uh, Yeah. Um, but these two guys who had. I was with Kiernan. <laughs>
1: oh, you were with Kiernan. Okay, good. That's yeah. Falcon! Like, the <laughs> night. Was a good- I was <laughs> reacting. Out- it's Bucky! No! It was totally- <laughs> All right, fair enough. That? You-
0: I don't know. And I think Dominic Cooper's a good actor. For some reason, I was sort of hoping he was going to be Dracula. I feel well, like Dominic he- Cooper's a great actor, but he, he has there's no. There's nothing going on for him in this. Yeah. I mean, it's a horrible Such role. A horrible it's horribly role. written yeah. and it's horribly directed. But these these two guys in who did Captain America are were like Arrested Development dudes. And how did they get that gig? I have no idea. But they did a fine job. This guy Gary Shore, all he has going for him is he directed a fake film trailer and got a three picture deal. So I don't know why. What was it? That? It was called uh, Cup of Tears or something like that. It was just uh. a it was a fake trailer. That's all he did. He went to film school. He directed a fake trailer. I guess the right person saw it and gave him a three-picture deal, and now he's doing Dracula. And and I mean I guess it's you know, – 70 million is, is a small budget um, to no, expect not. from – I mean I it's not. I mean 70, 70 million – You can do a lot with 70 million, don't you think? Yeah,
1: you could unless you're unless, – jeez, I just can't. Looked- You make the money work for like you figure out what kind of story you can tell with 70 million and then you go from there like you don't go all right but this story doesn't work it's the same thing where because i saw the sacrament a couple weeks ago and it's like it's basically a jonestown kind of retelling but it's like jonestown was like a thousand people and then in the movie it's like a hundred people because it's a small movie it's like a small budget thing and then at the end there's like a quote about how it was like the most the biggest mass death of americans before nine eleven or something but it's like a tenth of what it really was and so dracula it's like we're talking about tens of thousands of deaths and giant armies and shit so it's like you can't show that with
0: 70 million i guess i think you can show you know more- you know, much more important than showing mass deaths is showing one or two. And, and if they had done that, that fight where he wades into the, the army and he starts to kill them one by one, and if they had shown one by one, two or three deaths, and then you pull back to reveal all of these soldiers dead, that would have been much more effective than him swinging this pike around, yeah. and we don't see a single death no until the end. I mean, this thing is PG-13 to a fault, but it's just incompetent PG-13. You don't see anything that happens in this movie. Yeah, you just get angrier with each passing minute. Because after that first fight, you go,
1: oh, I'm really not going to see it good. Because that would have been the moment where, if it's like an amazing action sequence, you go, oh, this this guy's really good. Like, this is the slow build. You know, it was a fast-paced movie up to that point. Um, In terms of, like... Every scene, something was going down. But then the action—the movie's called *Dracula Untold*. You don't see the action. Isn't that title kind of asking for it?
0: Yeah, it really is, actually. But I think that I think the idea is that—and this is something that you guys are always on about—it's—it's it's supposed to be a uh, an origin story. Uh, everything's a fucking prequel now. I'm sick of it. Well, that, well, that's what be. this is. I mean, you I can tell at the yeah. very end of the movie yeah, that they think they're Jeez. making something that's going to continue on. I hate and that. And it, it simply is not because it's horrible. Yeah,
1: and I hate that mentality too because the implication is always, whoop, whoop, whatever kinks we have this time, we'll figure out next time. Like I got to now invest another 20 bucks to get to your real story
0: because you were pussyfooting around. Okay. Well, you know, Jesus, if it, if they spent seventy and they made twenty three, there's no way they're going to make another one of these crappy movies. I, I mean,
1: I just, honestly, I just recommend it. No one's going to say, "Oh, you should go see Dracula Untold," because what what's the good part? You're going to say, "Oh my God, that one part from Dracula Untold that's so good."
0: Well, is there anything? No. For for you, is, take... is there anything in this movie that you would say this is the one thing that you could watch? I like the girl. Oh, I couldn't. I thought she was saying terrible. What? I thought no. she was ter- Well, it's you know. Uh, to be fair to her, it's not her fault because Luke Evans and Sarah and I, to me, those two characters they feel like brother and sister. I don't believe a moment of the, of heat between them. And I loved her an enemy. She yeah, works great. Oh, but, who that is? Yeah, she she was uh, she's the um, right. the wife and enemy, right? Um, and she's really great in that. But in this, from the moment those two. Are in a room together. It looks like they're brother and sister. It's the way they... And then f- they try to have this hot and heavy scene and I'm just not believing a moment of it. And then when he gets up and he's like, oh, I need to drink water. Or whatever he says to get out of having sex with her so he doesn't bite her neck. Right. Um, We've all been it, there. Well, Sure we have. But he's clearly not interested in her at all. I mean, they're not interested in each other. It's horrible. I mean, I... I so she has I, no I, expression I to shake his face. It's just that... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. That's not shooting me down. Well, I just... Uh, you know, it's not hurtful. I just don't think... I I thought Luke Evans was terrible, but that's, again, not his fault. Okay. The only... the only, uh, is, Did you like him? Did you like
1: Luke Evans? No, but I think it's more his fault because he has to do more shit than she does. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's at least doing what she's being called on to do. He's not doing what he's being called on to do. He doesn't seem... When he goes... When he... Un, when he, like, throws down for the first time... Yeah. You
0: mean when he first tells his son to run away? Yeah. Right.
1: That's just not believing a word. Like, I usually think... I've said this before, like, I always blame the writer and never the actor, and this was this was a movie where I started to maybe rethink that. Because he has lines where it's like, do you remember who I am? What I'm capable of? Like, he's saying all this, although he's... he's all. It doesn't help that he's being sneered at by the people who would, who would be afraid of him. Like, no one treats him with any respect for the whole movie, but he's supposed to be the biggest badass ever who impaled people. His own people. I don't know.
0: Well, that's perfect, it's, actually. What you just said is absolutely perfect. There, There is not... Anybody who treats him with a kind of fear—he he plays it as as if he were a refugee from some uh, some television show on the WB, and he's just feeling like angst. And, and he, he's not Vlad the Impaler. He's just no. and-
1: so not Vlad the Impaler. And that's that's who this guy's supposed to be. So you've hired him to play Vlad the Impaler. All right. <laughs> and so- this is what you get. This is what you're giving me. Like she's at least just supposed to do what she does, right? Right. Just look like somewhat concerned, and uh, well, I guess I've got a shit hand I've been dealt. Kind of looks for most of the movie. Like even the kid's doing what he's supposed to do, which is right away. Uh, the kid, <laughs> Dracula is a critical casting choice. Okay, okay. what? Yes, the
0: yes. The kid made me long for watching uh, the Dwayne Johnson Hercules again. Because yeah. I, I I thought the little kid in that was so much better than this kid. Oh my God, i not. I don't even know his name, and I hate talking about kid actors, so I'm not. Yeah, it. picking on. You know who my favorite kid actor was,
1: I and mean, I haven't seen him in a while because maybe now he's not a kid actor anymore. But the kid from The Mist and um, Babel. That oh, I, I thought Sorry. He was really good. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. kid in this was kind of Unbreakable kind of kid more. He was just generic. He's just
0: so generic He's with these. He's
1: supposed to be a Romanian figures. too. He's a Romanian prince. That's who that it was cast as. And that's that's what I'm saying. See, nothing's the, the right. It all looks like fucking shit to me.
0: Well, so, uh, so let's it's, talk to me about Charles Dance.
1: How do you feel about Charles Dance? Uh, well, you can barely tell it's him in his first appearance.
0: Oh, and, I knew. I, I knew as soon as I was like, I was. Li- I was looking for anything to latch to in this. In this, I episode. did like him actually. Uh, like, and when he started talking, great. I was like, "Oh, it's oh, it's Charles Dance." Okay, yeah. what? It, I felt I felt myself lean forward when he showed up.
1: Yeah. Well, he also acted like a vampire. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know point. what he was doing? Um, he was convincing as someone who's lived in a cave for hundreds of years. I felt that came across, yeah. and that's probably you know what you're right that scene actually does kind of work, although it doesn't work too because it's also supposed to be Dracula standing up to him and he's being outclassed. Oh. So we have to take because now. So basically, we have to rely on Charles Dance telling us, "Oh, I'm using my vampire senses to detect that this is actually a complex character, not <laughs> a shallow cardboard."
0: That you, I can I can detect charisma that I you could, cannot yeah. see in your wavelength.
1: Let yeah. me explain what his motivation is here, since you're not going to get it from what he's saying or exuding. Uh, oh, uh, so he has hope. He's coming in. Da, 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 da.
0: Um, when he showed up, I just felt like, oh my god, there's energy in this movie at last. I, I felt like, okay, this is weird. He's he's laying down some stakes. He's saying, you have three days for this. You're not going to be able to resist the, this unbelievable thirst. It's you know, So let the games begin. So here we go. Um, and then to have the movie go on and leave Charles Dance completely out of it. Until he makes his like Michael Caine appearance at the end, um, he's totally out of it, and you never get a sense—I don't think at all—of of of this idea of thirst or addiction or or what or what this what the nature of being a vampire is. This this unquenchable, undeniable thirst. You never get that. Luke Evans never gives it to you. Right. The movie never conveys it at all. Yeah. And that should be that should be the crux of this movie because that's the bet. He's like, you will not be able to do this for three days. There is no way you can withstand this thirst.
1: Right. So go,
0: go ahead and try. And and if you don't, then this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen. The movie never gives us a sense of what the what that what those things are, right. and never repeats the uh, the bet for us because you know any good movie that has that kind of a, a deal. Thrown down will will give us a sense of what those things are again to remind us. Instead of instead, it's like a, an, an end user license agreement that he has to sign before he drinks that bowl of blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody ever re- reads it. Nobody ever remembers it. I mean, uh, and the one thing they have going for them is this Charles Dance injection of energy that they then just drop.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, by then they're locked into the script, and then the casting comes later so ah, jesus right, yeah uh, I why couldn't he be vlad the impaler you mean and just be he well
0: yeah why not or anybody else i mean uh, you know i liked luke evans enough as zeus in in Immortals and a couple other things i've seen him in i like him enough he's just he's not that guy i i don't understand what they're trying to do with this sensitive vlad the impaler did
1: yeah well, yeah, and also there's all those lines where, oh, they don't need a hero, they need a monster, and so they keep he keeps saying shit like that, but he, oh. he's, he was an impaler before the movie starts. We don't, and there's very few details on what he did or why, but all we see him do is kill people in battle who are giving him lip and have punk haircuts.
0: And so he does, does everything so ineffectually. You know, if, if- why not just part the clouds the moment those those guys attack at the end rather than waiting for that silly monk? I mean just part the clouds immediately. Yeah. Just do it. If you want to save your son if that's your if that's your ultimate goal, just do it. Part the clouds immediately. If your if your power suddenly as Dracula is to part clouds, just do it now. <laughs> All right, Kelly. I'm gonna.
1: I'm going to. Is that because? To, wait, he got that power though. Weather control. He became Storm because <laughs> yes. he drank his wife's blood. Correct. Apparently. Is that what happens? Is that the end of the movie? Is yeah. He because why does he even need the other vampires? He just says he wants vengeance, and then but then they he can't. Need, he needs
0: them as an army for some reason. He doesn't. He didn't need them before. Well, that's <sighs> because Dominic Cooper is wearing a disguise. And he yeah needs- uh, why <laughs> <laughs> I
1: every scene I was finding something that didn't make sense to me, like that I couldn't s could, get could get past And The fact that I had that kind of time to kill was was bo- was bothering me too. Like this I can't there's no action to look forward to, so all I have time for all to occupy me a la Tom and his news crawls during Green Hornet is like shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: Well, what I had to occupy me was writing down lines that I couldn't believe were in this movie. So I'm going to ask you two lines right now, and I'm going to ask you which one actually appears in this movie. Okay. All right? Okay. Here's two lines. Which one of these appears in this movie? Uh, Line number one, bring me the virgins. Line number two, smells like your feet.
1: (sighs) Those both sound right. Bring me the virgins. Okay, wait, that's what the Turks say, huh?
0: Is that is that your guess?
1: Yeah, my guess is bring me the virgins.
0: All right, the actual line that appears in this movie is, smells like your feet. What? Who says
1: that? I can't remember.
0: Uh, I can't either, but I remember somebody saying it. They're talking about, uh, I think it's like this camaraderie it's moment. Right, it's got to be them, okay. Yeah, and, it. and he says, smells like your feet. All right, Here's here's one more. I'll do one more for you. All right.
1: Um, it smells like your feet. They they work for an impaler, and the worst thing they can smell out of watching people get impaled for decades is that dude's feet. Okay, go on. Yeah, I'm ready. It like your Very feet. evocative. Yes, Dracula, untold. <laughs> smells like your feet. Now we know that part of the legend.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, the <laughs> next the <laughs> next <laughs> pair of lines here's the first one. Um, one Blood soaks the ground, drowns me in its power. Alright, that's one line. The other line is... I love this game. Yes. All I miss from my time with you is the coffee.
1: I, re- okay, I remember that line, unfortunately. Because yes. you wrote a really good one for the first one.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, it is, it is a Turkish coffee joke. Uh, and it is Vlad uh, talking to uh, Dominic Cooper and saying, all I miss from you, my time with you is the coffee. What's that mean? It's a Turkish coffee joke. I mean, they, apparently, in – uh, <laughs> it's it's not racist if you like their coffee. Is it,
1: is it racist that every Turk is like a lyric pedophile? <laughs> Never mind. I
0: didn't even know who half yeah, of these dudes that,
1: were. Oh my! There's God. no ethnicity, like, and the, oh yeah, wait. I, well, are I going to get. I gotta get your opinion on the blindfolds. Just that was making me. Did, I want to know if your audience laughed at that. Because it was making me like stupefy. Like I thought I was going to be hospitalized with laughter. And I'm not an easy laugher, But when it showed the dudes blindfolded, like, oh fuck, what's Dracula going to do now? They're blindfolded. He's fucked. How's he going to beat them? <laughs> they all got blindfolds on, and they're walking because a guy with a drum is setting off to the side while they march. And they don't look terrified, and they don't look mean. They just look... They have no... They have like Buster Keaton's stoic expressions, but they're blindfolded.
0: Like Sweet November. I think that's supposed to call to mind the, uh, the dudes with the weird uh, masks in 300. Um, I forget what they're called. The Immortals? Immortals. Yes. Uh, I think it's supposed to call to mind that, because they, they're, they're, there's this implacable group of people that they can't be scared if they can't see the monster but he's recruiting <laughs> boys for, yeah
1: wait so they it, can't it, see it,
0: yeah, it doesn't make any
1: sense, dude that's the dumbest thing in any movie i've ever seen i want to watch it again instantly <laughs> now you make that's me want to dracula <laughs> told and then he fought the blindfolded masses what i'll take those odds <laughs> you have to make me a vampire give me it give me the pike. I'll take out a million blindfolded Turks, bitches. No <laughs> copy required.
0: All right, I'm gonna <laughs> send a big shot. My, I'm gonna send my hordes against you, but be warned, I'm cutting off all their legs. Yeah, go. Uh, I'm sitting
1: and see they're dead and unarmed. Go. <laughs> which which of those lines was in the movie? <laughs> all of them. Yours or mine? Okay. Was there another lion one?
0: No, no. So, that's all. That's all <laughs> the line. Wait, well, I don't really like it. The, of line guessing with Kelly, I'll do that. You do that every week, but I just love that there was a line that it smells like your feet uh, in 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 the Vladium. Yeah. The- it had <laughs> to be in from- the woods right before
1: that guy gets di- that guy dies because we really yeah. care about his character. He was really set up as a friend character who was going to die soon.
0: Yeah, and he looked slightly like somebody else, but it was clearly like a yeah, remaining
1: no. actor or something, but he looked slightly like everyone was. The sidekicks in this were like the same villains from, like, Lethal Weapon movies.
0: Yeah, Exactly! They're, like, sure. beefcake.
1: Ugh, like, just sneering at everything, but they're, like, super white, blue-eyed stuntmen, obviously.
0: See, but there was one, like, slightly, like, uh, effeminate one with a with a helmet that he held down way over his eyes, and he was, like, constantly leering at people. See? And, I, and you never get, like, a decent kill on any of them. No. Wait,
1: the one guy, did he get a decent kill on the guy I did with the racist Asian accent? Doesn't he stab the guy through the mouth? Which I'm seeing a lot lately. It was in Walking Dead, too. There's a lot of uh,
0: mouth- Wait, which guy is in the
1: Equalizer. The guy who, when uh, Dracula takes his sword off, and he's going to give him the sun, like a third of the way into the movie.
0: Oh. All uh-huh. right. And he oh, I thought
1: you'd put up more resistance. <laughs> and then Dracula <laughs> stabs him through the mouth, but you don't really get
0: to see it. You can't see any of that shit. You should have been seeing people sliced in half. Right. Vladimir <sighs> Paper? Oh
1: even with this, Oh, it could have been good. That's the thing. That's why it hurts more is because this could have been the best movie ever made. It's not yeah. a bad It's not a bad idea.
0: It really isn't. It's not a bad idea. I mean and that's the thing that I disagree with you and you know with Tom in general is that the idea of origin stories if you if you use it as a chance to i hate the word reboot but as a chance to like reimagine and i hate that too cuz it's a disney thing but if you if you use it as a chance to say hey there's this myth that is part of all of you know all of our understanding of literature as we grew up i mean dracula and vampires those those things have lived with us for so many years and they've been reimagined many times so yeah do it again go ahead make a make a new idea of Vlad the impaler do it
1: Yeah, but it's one thing if you – okay, like The Matrix is a good origin story, but it's also like a good movie. Like a lot happens in it. And now it just seems like – and there's a difference between an origin story that also has a story and then shit like, say, Jumper or this, where the implication is everything you just saw is just set up for some other movie that hopefully we'll make. like As opposed to just knock knock knocking our dicks in the dirt now and then justifying a second movie.
0: You know what I'm saying? That is – yeah, and when we get to the end of this movie and Charles Dance walks in and says, let the games begin, I was just like, oh, God, you've got to be kidding me. How why would he say possibly, that? I, how can you possibly – because he already said it earlier in the movie. Yeah. I mean well, that, that's it, how he sets he sets it off, I mean, which totally ruins that whole moment. Yeah. Um And then they do a callback because somehow you think – we're going to do this again? Why wouldn't he... Ami- I mean, he can the, leave whole the, game. Bet, the whole bet was if you, if you drink blood within this three-day period, then this, this whole cataclysm happens, and then I get to take revenge on my enemy, and you have to be my emissary, and and, and he's going to wait until modern day to do this when she's reincarnated? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are they thinking?
1: And we're now we get... See, and then the internet sphere like comes ablaze with theories what's going to happen oh is the wife going to be also charles dance's granddaughter
0: oh really is that happening or are you just making that up
2: i'm just saying
0: all right you just say all right so anyway uh moving on i could i could complain about all this stupid crap they did in this
1: the reason movies suck right now is it's movies like this like this is emblematic of the problem with movies right now it's too much cg too soft
0: execution like and not That's just it. that you know if uh, for a while you would have somebody who's a commercial director a successful director of commercials like say david fincher or somebody um who would be then entrusted to try to make uh, a small budget movie uh so right now they're just like shoving a pile of money yeah. at the guy who made a fake am- trailer amateurs. yeah fucking amateurs but see, look, By it doesn't way,
1: pay off. Although, here's the thing, though. It's like sometimes that stuff pays off. Wait, what was the example you used earlier? Where it was like an unlikely direct. Oh, I was Winter Soldier
0: guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys who did, they, but they were they had trust. That's a gamble. They, they won. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Right. That's That's trust. a whole other kettle of fish, right. as opposed to some guy off the street, right? Well, the, I mean, you know, the, this guy went to went to film school in Ireland or something or other, and then he directed a fake movie trailer and he got a three picture deal to do this. I don't get it. Dude, the guy wrote Prometheus. That was like his first script, and he wrote it in a weekend.
1: And then somehow right. this got fast tracked, like by by sheer chance or something. And then we're all stuck with it forever because <laughs> of one weekend. Here we are. Here we are talking about it, still. Yeah,
0: here we are. Speaking of talking about it, uh, we had a, a, a listener suggest an idea um, that we do at something called The Over-Under. Um, so The Over-Under, at the end of the movie podcast, is to suggest uh, a movie that we think is better than the movie we just saw, Dracula Untold, and a movie that we think is worse than the movie we just saw. So, Kelly Wand, uh, do you have an Over-Under for Dracula Untold?
1: Uh, my oh, first bite with George Hamilton is Dracula. Say that
0: again. I, I you you clipped out for me for a second. Say that again.
1: Love it. First bite with George Hamilton. Okay, great. That's a great movie with a great Dracula. Uh, with and it's sort of an origin story too. And um it's a little more consistent and then also a book which i know doesn't count there's this book called the dracula tapes by fred saberhagen and it's like dracula the bram stoker one but told from dracula's point of view and i thought that was good and then the under would be uh pearl harbor (laughs) because fdr um gets up in that movie from his wheelchair and so that's kind of like what luke perry does in dracula that's his origin story, but it's not as good. And then I was thinking about Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but I think it's kind of about the same. I think I like Abe Lincoln more than this movie. Wow. Slightly. I no, I
0: think you're right. And who's the is who's the guy in Abe Lincoln? It's not Dominic Cooper, is it? No. Who's no. in Abe Lincoln? That's I kinda liked that guy. He was really tall and he looked like Abe Lincoln a little bit. No, 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 the bad guy. In Abe Lincoln? Um damn it. Uh, I can't remember now. Rats. I th- I think... Um, Jill Anstale. No, no, I think, I think, um, Dominic Cooper... Yeah, Dominic Cooper... Uh, I, I can't look it up right now, but I'm almost certain Dominic Cooper is a- in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I'm almost certain he's the guy with the weird little glasses. Oh, damn it. All right. Yeah, you're right. I'm so glad you brought that up. Started. That's so funny.
1: Uh, <laughs> so he's in Vampire movies, Dominic Cooper... If you can't, Captain America's a vampire because he comes back from the dead after sleeping in the ice.
0: See? Ah, that's right. I forgot he was in that as well. It's like an arctic coffin. Uh, okay, very good. It's
1: and like he has the strength arctic. of 100 men and his shield is like a bat. Kind
0: of... Is 100 men enough, though? I mean...
1: <laughs> He's a super <sighs> So
0: my thing. over uh, for uh, the movie that I would consider as over... This stupid uh, Dracula and told movie is a movie we saw last year called Byzantium, um, mm. which I really really liked, and not just because uh, super hot Gemma Arterton and oh, Sir Sharonan were in it, oh. and also uh, which it, it had a great cast. I just liked the whole idea. I liked you know when when they were climbing up the the blood tooth mountain in this stupid Dracula movie we just saw, it made me think of uh, Gemma Ardison climbing up that in that island to get into yes. that cave. And, and the way that they made um, the, the way that they had to be, yeah, the map and the the blood that was flowing down in the waterfalls. Um, uh, you know, uh, Byzantium is, is uh, what is that, Neil Jordan, I think? Yeah, um, It's not a perfect movie by any means, but it is so much better a movie that's such a great cave i totally forgot about that
1: yeah that's a great pick you win this one
0: so uh so over i would pick byzantium under and this is going to be painful i think for a lot of people um i i don't think the movie near dark holds up um well who's saying it did tom uh no no no. but most people have a fond memory of it there's there's this real fond sort of geek memory of Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark uh, and you watch it again and it's really painful to watch and now there's a specific reason I'm choosing it and, and that will uh, that will become apparent in uh, a short minute but, but I don't think Near Dark really does it for me uh, I don't really think it's worse but I'll put it under for the purposes of this because I don't want to mention Let Me In. Oops I did
1: oh, I didn't see that. You saw that? Let Me In
0: Sadly I did It's just horrible But, uh, but I'm well, going to Choose Near Dark Because I just Don't think it holds up
1: Near Dark has an Annoying kid in it um, And I think it gets More cachet than it Deserves because it's Kind of quasi Cameron And it's got Bishop And Bill Paxton In it And it's yep. like Right around Aliens So you're kind of Like still buzzed From it So I think maybe That's what it is And it also came out Around the same time As Lost Boys So it's like Near Dark was like The one with The cuter girl That's the better Vampire movie to the jay leno lost boys near <laughs> I, dark know, letter, yeah,
0: but... I, I don't remember when near dark came out i didn't know it came out around when lost boys came out yeah because i'm I remember, not a fan was... of are you a fan of lost boys no
1: but i thought it was kind of funny
0: uh i you it's know it is fair. it is funny um you know it, i think it's joel shoemaker isn't it yeah um, but for me, when I went to watch it, I was looking for something serious. I was looking for a serious vampire movie, and it, it's one of these, like, oh, look, vampires can wear sunglasses uh, movies. Uh, so I Vampires didn't. are cool. Uh, but it's, Near Dark, dark. which I, which I only saw for the first time within the last two or three years, I just thought was so cheesy. Uh, I didn't know it was the same time period. Uh
1: there's one other vampire movie I was gonna. Oh, what'd you think of The Hunger? I've never seen The
0: Hunger. Uh, what'd you think of The Keep? <laughs> I've never seen The Keep. We could do this
1: all fucking. All day. right, all right, all right. Fair point. Fair point, dingus.
0: All yeah, right, so, there. so, there's a there's a specific reason I brought up Near Dark. Now that we've done our over under, and so. Uh, uh, at the end of of these movie podcasts, uh, since we can't do three by threes right now until uh, until Thomas uh, is back, which will hopefully be very soon. And let me uh, let me just let you uh, faithful listeners know um, he's he's doing very well, um, and uh, and I, I'm just letting you know that any anything you send, any uh, well wishes you send, are, are very welcome. Uh, visit quarter to three. He's got a couple of threads up there that talk about what he's going through and, and his experiences. Um, but he's doing very well. Uh, but until he gets back, we're not going to do a three by three. So uh, what we wanted to do is have some sort of, um, even if it's really short, uh, thing to the podcast that people could just jump into. We could say at the one hour and 21 minute mark, jump in for this. Uh, we're not going to do a three-way-three, but the, the idea I had was this: doing this mini-movie podcast or mini-movie club. Um, and so last week, we saw this really good movie called Cold in July. I'd encourage you all to see that. Uh, but it made me think of another movie that I wanted to see but I couldn't see, and I decided to see the following week that we would talk about this week. And um, at the end of last week's podcast, I mentioned the, uh, the movie in question. It's called One False Move. Um, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Just, in a, It's not like a whole movie podcast, but at the end of this podcast, Kelly will mention a movie that he wants you to watch this coming week that Dracula Untold made him want to watch. So maybe on the next week you'll be able to see that, and we can talk about it next week. It's this weird sort of leapfroggy thing. So, um, Kelly, I think you... You when I mentioned one false move, you said, "Oh, that was that was on your list or something."
1: Yeah, that was going to be the one I picked for my over/under. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. For Cold in July, if we were going to do it for Cold in July, because it's right. that kind of Texas Gothic kind of thing. But it also Gothic. made me think of that, like just, just it's about human beings in that kind of cops world. Is but it was also in the. It's a period piece now, isn't it? Because it was like what in the early
0: 90s Is that one? Oh, yeah, it really is. It's much I mean, and I and I just watched it. I mean, it took me a couple of days to watch it um, just because of the way uh, the week worked out. It it was made, it was it came out in 1992. Um, but it certainly is a period piece. And the music even at the beginning, I, I don't know if you remember this weird sort of bl- this like uh, pseudo bluesy music that was in uh, Lethal Weapon, um, but it's got that same sort of like weird saxophone. Yeah, exactly. That saxophony music and the and the hairdos and the acting and the sets. It's very much a period piece. It very much feels like that. Um, not in the same way that Cold in July is, uh, Cold in July is 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 setting itself up as a period piece. I think One False Move is a period piece because of.
1: What they could made. do,
0: yeah, when they when they made it and what they could do with it. Um, do you? What, I don't know if you got to see it this week, but what do you remember about it? I remember really liking the scene where Bill Paxton
1: overhears the FBI guys, yeah, kind of talk about what a shitty town it is and what a uh, what, are they, what a huckleberry they think he is, and then he kind of comes out and, and defends himself with dignity to them.
0: Um, <laughs> Well, it's it's a great that's such a great scene yeah. because it's is this total shift in his character. Yeah, because it- he's known as as Hurricane, right? You know, the, and early on when the L.A. cops the the L.A. cops have to come to his little town in Arkansas uh, because they're they're waiting for these criminals who did this this crime in L.A. to make their way across the country to Arkansas, um, and so they're they're hanging out with him and. Uh, and the waitress, like, brings their food, and she's like, all right, Hurricane. And he's like, yeah, everybody calls me that. I don't know why. I never figured it out. But he's just, like, his constant, like, energy, constant energy. And he says to one of the cops, uh, at, at some point when he's confiding in him, he says, uh, you know, he's a small-town sheriff in Arkansas. And he's like, I, I think I'm ready to make the move to L.A., and I think all of you guys and me, we'd make a great squad or a great team. Yeah. And so, and they're sitting in this diner. They're just making fun of him They're just, oh, I can't believe he said this funniest thing I ever heard that guy wouldn't last one minute in LA and and all the while it's this threes company moment where Bill Paxton has been listening to them say that and he comes out from behind it and rather than you're, you're exactly, exactly right rather than them pretend he didn't hear it he just says yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot um, and then from then on he's just like he's cynical he's like yeah. hard-nosed he's like I'm just gonna get it done
2: yeah
0: uh, and it's just, and this is why I, I brought up Near Dark earlier, is because Bill Paxton in this movie, and you know, if you like Bill Paxton, if you liked him in Aliens, I would beg you to see One False Move, because he is fucking amazing in One False Move. He's so good. It's, it, I mean, it's it's a revelatory performance. If you like him just doing that good 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 stuff in Aliens, which he's great at, uh, in One False Move. He is amazing. I wish you know, and frailty. I mean, he certainly shows more of that in frailty, but in 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 one false move, good lord! And of course, this is the time when we first see Billy Bob Thornton.
1: Yeah. Who oh, I remember just, just being me, like he's just kind of a stock villain
0: in that movie, or maybe I
1: don't remember it very well.
0: Well, I think he really. I mean, he's he's one of the co-writers, and he wrote himself a part I've... where he didn't have to be. And yeah, you know, I think he was writing himself out of being typecast as like the balding guy in sitcoms. Mm. I really think that's what he was doing in one false move. He was writing himself out of being like the thumb just being pigeonholed in Hollywood. And he made himself into this bad guy, which I don't know that you would have seen him as before that, but he's just mean. He's a dick. He's terrible. Um, And then the, the guy who plays Pluto, Michael Beach, it's just, I mean, everybody in it is really good. Uh, It's just, I can't speak highly enough, and I hadn't seen it in years and years and years and years, and just getting to watch it again this this week, uh, I mean, it's weird, it's weird direction. Carl Franklin does all this stuff where he's, like, shooting at these up angles at the beginning, which is a really unflattering way to shoot actors, and it's really sort of amateurish, but it kind of works in, at the beginning, so...
1: Frailty's more of an ensemble piece too, I guess this is as well.
0: But um. well, it certainly—I mean, it certainly is. I mean, Frailty is—Frailty's got a lot of kids in it; they're yeah. acting their guts out, too. Um. Um, so, anyway, uh, do you, is there anything else you want to say about One False Move? Uh, I just really like—I haven't seen it in a while. All right, uh. it's definitely worth seeing. If you have not seen One False Move and you like Bill Paxton at all, uh, please do see it. And it's Carl Franklin. It's one of his early it's things pre-Slingblade Was that his first movie? Carl Franklin? Yeah uh, You know, I, I don't know sure. um, but, uh, but we do have one And this is the thing With 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 this little mini movie club we're doing Please write in Please see the movie Kelly's going to say it in a few minutes Please try to see it with us And uh, write just a few lines about it And we'll read it So, so we had one uh, reader submission this week From someone named Simon Esters. So hey guys Uh, First off, I went to see Dracula Untold earlier this week, (laughs) because I thought it'd be great to actually know what Kelly Wan's talking about in his Dracula Dracula Untolopsis. That's what Simon says. I hope so. That's
1: the thing, is some people don't see the movie, and then if it's something really bad, I try to kind of fill in the blanks because I feel bad. But then it's like the people who did see the movie kind of get screwed
0: if the jokes aren't arcane enough. That's not true. I think that you pretty much. Am I ever thinking it? All right. Don't worry about it. Um, so anyway, he went to see it, and he, and his last line in that sentence is, I've made better decisions in my life. Yeah, I know. We had to do it, uh, though. We had yeah, to we do it. it. We had to. Uh, Simon did not. Uh, he's, and he says, I've made better decisions in my life, like watching One False Move, for instance. Aw, huh. see? I don't know how I haven't heard of this movie before. I love the subtlety with which the film changes between an almost exploitative portrayal of killers on the run, an almost nostalgic portrayal of small-town serenity, and finally the reveal of what in a lesser film might be called the shocking dark secret of the main character, but which is presented here without any gotcha moments. Hurricane Dixon ends up being more complex than we first assumed him to be, Rather than just different As is often the case with these kinds of reveals Like this Like these things tend to be in real life It's about a normal person Dealing with having done bad things Rather than a monster Pretending to be normal That said I felt a bit queasy about the relative short time The film spends in the nature of his transgression While the context we have Suggests that Dixon used the threat Of legal consequences Or even physical force To get Fantasia to have sex with him Uh, She mostly seems to resent him for not admitting to having a black son, and Dixon's redemption at the end is to finally talk to him, which, if my reading is correct, seems to me like an underselling of the horrificness of sexual violence quite a bit, but probably is necessary for us to have any sympathy for Dixon at the end. That ended up covering a lot less aspects of the movie and a lot more words than I originally planned, so I hope that other readers will take it upon themselves to talk about all the other cool stuff that is going on here. Like, for instance, how Texarkana is just one carefully placed space away from sounding like a medieval tome of magic. Wishing you and Tom all the best. So, Simon, thank you so much for that. Um, I think you make a couple of really good points. I didn't think necessarily of, it, of the, the sexual violence aspect. I think you're ac- absolutely spot on. Um, and in fact, one of the things that I wrote down when I was watching um, uh, One False Move is how that whole sequence of, of scenes with with Lila and Hurricane, um, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton's, uh, not Billy Bob Thornton, um, Bill Paxton's character and I think her name is Thea Williams, Cindy Williams, um, with them in that house where she's holed up feels like a really well written and tight one act play um, mm. so yeah I'm really glad you wrote that Simon so in, in the future I would really hope that you guys will write in uh, like Kelly's about to uh, mention a movie and Kelly are you ready to mention a movie that Dracula and told made you want to see
1: yeah I am ready alright tell us I was gonna maybe I mean Zapped kind of works because it's also an origin story but I thought I would go with uh, Time After Time, uh, starring Malcolm McDowell and David Warner and Mary Steenburgen from
0: 1979. Oh, good. I've uh, never seen that. Oh, you haven't? Okay, good. I'm so See, excited. Every time somebody mentions that, I think of that Christopher Reeve time-traveling movie. Yeah, Somewhere in Time. Well, I like that one, too. Thank you. Thank but you. Somewhere in Time. I've never more. seen Time After Time, so you are now tasking me with seeing a movie I have never seen before, and I'm super excited. Thank you. It's like historical figures – what you could do with historical figures in a
1: movie that's cool the way Dracula told could have been cool if it had been cool.
0: Oh, man. That's awesome. I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. Holly. Oh, man. You made me very happy. All right. So, uh, so for next week's uh, mini-movie club, see if – if you can't get to the movie we're going to see next week, see time after time. Jump into the 3x3, 3x3, at quarter3.com thread. I mean, not thread, but uh, email, sorry. 3x3 at quarter3.com. Send us an email with a, a little uh, um, a mini-movie review, like three lines about what you think about time after time. Send it to us. Uh, this is a Kelly Wand pick, so I hope a lot of you will do that. Kelly will read those things out loud. He and I will talk about it for a few minutes. Um well, the I'm City of so song okay
1: good you know what this is my favorite thing about this topic I, was like, I can now make you see movies I've always wanted you to see that Tom would yeah. because yeah. I just thought of another one
0: and that, that has worked out very well I mean you that that's how I I forced myself to see um, oh what's that what's that awesome movie about the girls who uh, Martyrs Martyrs yeah that's how I got yeah. to see Martyrs and loved Martyrs so much yeah. just, you brought Sorry. it up so many times and Tom said that's not for dingus. see uh, I, I believed in you.
1: Yeah. Top did not. Top uh, so time after time I
0: can see the poster in my head. I have never watched it. I will watch it this week. We will talk about it a little bit at the end of next week's podcast. Uh and next week's podcast, uh, we are going to see the movie <laughs> <laughs> What are we gonna see next week, Kelly? Fucking Fury.
1: It's not the title, just It's called Fury, although Dingus calls it the Fury so hopefully he mistakes it for the Amy Irving one with Kirk Douglas and then <laughs> thinks the Opsis makes perfect sense <laughs> nice so story. so please join us the sequel to Inglorious Bastards
0: Fury. Uh, okay, Fury. please join us next week when we talk about Fury um and we do a mini movie club of Kelly Wand's pick of "Time After Time" at the end of that podcast. Uh, I am uh, Christian Moroski, and I have been joined by the inimitable Kelly Wand. Uh, yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah,
2: nah, nah.
1: Hey Dingus, who's the devil's favorite actress? Demon Moore.
0: <laughs> Get it? Negotiations failed. <laughs>